0: Based on the recent statement of North Korea, I have decided to terminate the planned summit in Singapore on June 12th. While many things can happen and a great opportunity lies ahead potentially, I believe that this is a tremendous setback for North Korea and indeed a setback for the world.
1: So Trump announcing what we found out a couple hours ago when they released that letter that he's called off the summit with a little fathead there in North Korea. Washington Post reporting that South Korea's president has just called an emergency meeting at the Blue House. That's their White House summoning his chief of staff, national security advisor, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and it's midnight there, and they're having an emergency meeting, so obviously they think it's a big deal. Wow, wow. Well, it certainly is
2: a big deal. What kind of big deal it is, though, isn't entirely clear. Will England joins us uh, from the Washington Post, their foreign desk editor, to discuss the developments. Uh, Will, how are you, sir? I'm okay. How are you? Uh, good, thanks. So, uh, listen, I guess the the great question here is, is this the end or yet another bumpy stage in what's been a fairly atypical negotiation already.
3: Well, that, that is the question, and you know,
2: and we demand spoke. an answer from you, sir. <laughs> okay.
3: All right. Well, Trump just spoke at the White House, and he did seem to be suggesting that maybe this is a negotiating tactic. He was saying, you know, at the summit, it, it could still happen. He actually said, or maybe down the line at some point it will happen. So, it, it's it's difficult to know. the um, The other thing is. The other question is how much did either Kim Jong Un or Donald Trump actually want this summit? Mm. Uh, uh, one side or the other may have calculated that it was a it would be to their advantage to get this thing called off.
1: Yeah, it is. It is possible that they both thought. Um, you know, Trump's thinking we're never going to give him what he wants and 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 kim's thinking the same thing exactly uh david sanger in
2: the what is it the new york something or other um <laughs> was saying that um that he's heard from administration sources that trump was increasingly uncomfortable that anything good was going to come out of it and was looking for an excuse um does that ring at least likely to you
3: i think that i think that's plausible for sure that the the, what set this off was first mike pompeo the secretary of state and then vice president pence both brought up libya as an example of a country that denuclearized and you know (laughs) the, the north koreans were not um slow to think well what happened to Muammar Gaddafi after he denuclearized right and whether it's true or not they believe that his giving up his nuclear weapons led to his eventual overthrow and and, uh, murder.
1: Well, we stated we've stated several times that denuclearization has got to happen and Kim's thinking that we're never going to do that. And and Kim was saying you got to get all your troops out of here and no more exercises and all that sort of stuff. And we're thinking we're never going to do that. So that is a tough place to start.
3: It it is a tough place to start. Of course, a lot of it depends on what you mean by denuclearization and what you mean by get your troops out of here. I mean, that's all, you know, that's all negotiable. It's all semantics in some sense. But it looked like they were realizing that they were both far apart on this.
1: So I didn't see all of Trump's statement. I'm just looking at this breaking from the AP. President Trump says U.S. military is ready if necessary. To respond to foolish or reckless acts by North Korea, so we're and he mentioned in his letter, you know, about uh, our nuclear arsenal. So he's he's still flexing our muscles.
3: Well, we're back to the my button is bigger yeah. than your button, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 lovely. Uh,
2: China is not sitting by saying, "Hmm, that's interesting." Uh, I wonder what <laughs> I wonder what their role has been the last few days behind the scenes and or their reaction right now.
3: Well, you'll remember that. Um, Kim Jong-un went to China just uh, the week before last and had a second meeting with President Xi Jinping, just right at the border, a quick meeting. And uh, there was a sense, there is a sense that, or a question, I should put it this way, a question, did she? tell kim to you know to stiffen his backbone a little bit and not be so accommodating to to the americans we don't really know the answer to that but it's that also might be plausible you
2: are not the first learned commentator we've heard suggest that uh kim's behavior seemed to change a little bit after that meeting and and he seemed to be a little more uh forceful uh, less cooperative
3: uh, yeah, and you know what what what's happened now? If the, let's assume that the summit really is canceled, is it's going to be an awful lot harder for Washington to persuade the Chinese to to act in concert with the U.S. against North Korea on on sanctions and that sort of thing. So, in one sense, at least as far as China is concerned, I think um, you know Kim has succeeded in driving a wedge between Beijing and Washington. What do
1: you think South Korea's emergency midnight meeting is all about?
3: I think they're uh, well let me not put it that way I think they're um, extremely alarmed um, at at this turn of events and were had been of course bracing themselves for something like this but I think when it actually struck it was a surprise they've got to figure out what to do now and of course there is this concern that you know things could quickly spiral out of control as Trump was hinting in his statement at the White House.
2: You know, getting back to China, and and just a little more on your thought about driving a wedge between the U.S. and China, it occurs to me it's at least possible that China, who's been a bit of a broker in all this, they may have said, look, you guys are so far apart, this may not be a good idea. Is that at least possible?
3: That's an interesting idea, isn't it? Uh, I'm not sure that the Chinese would have said that to both sides, but... um they may have persuaded Kim that that was the way to go
1: yeah, yeah. well we 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 uh retweeted a um there's a comment from the President of South Korea yesterday where he said he was ninety nine point nine percent certain that this summit was going to happen. He said that yesterday, so I don't know if that was you know wishes
2: so, being the father of his thoughts or what, so if he predicts the n b a finals, we'll ignore him. <laughs> Yeah, well, where this goes, nobody knows, but it sure is intriguing. But,
1: uh, well, but yeah. with some negotiations, like you're negotiating for something and it falls apart, and you just you okay, you go your separate ways, and you get a different job, or they, a different person builds the hotel, or whatever. Right, but right. that you, that's not what's going on here. This still has to get solved one way or another.
3: You know, you're right, and I have to say that the that Trump's letter to me did have the ring a little bit of someone walking away from a real estate negotiation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I kind of felt that way too. Yeah, yeah, and let and yet as
2: Jack points out, something will happen. Uh, will England, foreign desk editor, of The Washington Post. Will we sure uh, enjoyed the the chat very much? Thanks for the thoughts. Thank you very much. Love to do it
1: again. Thank you. I mean, is that too obvious, or does that make sense, to everybody? That you, you we can't just say, okay, I'm not going to buy the house. Okay, they sell to someone else, you buy a different house. Right. <laughs> that's, that's not, they're still trying to get, they still have and are trying to get better nuclear weapons to attack us. Right. We still say
2: you ain't going to do that. Right. You know, in negotiating theory, and I used to read books on this back in the day, there's something called your BATNA, your best alternative to a negotiated agreement, meaning you have to know. What's going to happen if you walk away, and you have to assess how comfortable you are with that? Because if you go in needing to make a deal, you are in a weak position.
1: But sometimes you do need to make a deal.
2: But there's no... What's your batna here? The best alternative to finding some agreement with North Korea is an increasing nuclear arsenal, praying they don't use it, trying to negotiate going forward. It's it's very shaky and
1: unsteady and nerve-wracking, but that might be... What happens? Somebody usually has the upper hand. Um, it seems to me like North Korea does. the 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 status quo, the arguing for another six months over whether or not we get Mm-mm. together is all great for them, sure, and bad for us. They're getting they're a little starvy, but you know. he doesn't care about that. He's um. They're getting better weapons and better missiles every day. They get to work on them, mm-hmm. and the reality that we're actually going to attack them or anything like that seems pretty low to me.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Although I don't know. No, we just keep squeezing them in China, and uh, which Trump's actually been quite effective at. But uh, wow, interesting where it ends. Nobody knows. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I, I, I was every day that went by that the, the summit was still on the schedule, I was surprised.
1: Yeah, if they actually walked out onto some sort of stage with cameras clicking and stuff like that, I was going to be pretty shocked. Right, right, announcing a grand bargain. Oh, for, some one reason, deal. for some That's reason, right. I never thought that would happen. I never even really considered that that would happen. North
2: Korea dismantles its nuke program. They get an NBA franchise. <laughs> China announces it's going to try democracy for a while. The North Korean Rodman's. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Rodman's the Rodman. coach. <laughs> Rodman is the coach and general manager.
1: Yeah, for some reason, people around
2: the world gonna come to our games.
1: People around the world. I didn't realize it till now when I said it. I never thought anything was gonna happen. I I thought they'd get together, but I didn't think we'd actually get what we wanted. Like they'd get rid of their nukes or something.
2: Well, Jack, something's going to happen. Uh, I'm Joe Getty.
1: Yeah, well, you're also part of the tiny food movement. <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, you're not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Can somebody bring up some pictures? I want to see some what the tiny food movement looks like. <laughs> I don't know that it's a movement. I didn't know it was a thing. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Guess
0: what? He don't want war. That's one thing he don't he want. He said in that. the past that he would destroy the United States. Well, well, well. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.
2: The conscience of the nation.
3: Lay, lay, lay.
1: In California, a 102-year-old man, 102-year-old man, has set a world, world record by being the oldest person to publish a memoir. Isn't that cool? I thought so. When asked what inspired the book, the man said, what book? <laughs> oh,
2: wow. God, that's
1: not funny. Wow.
2: That's not funny.
1: Well, I laughed briefly, but then I mm. thought about it. Wow. And now the conscience I'm, of a nation, indeed. Now I'm judging anyone who did laugh. <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's not funny at all. That's bad. Um, uh, we played a little Bob Dylan there because it's Bob Dylan's birthday. He's 70-something or 80-something. Or Could I have, have been playing Bob all day today. How did about we little,
2: do that when he won the
1: Pulitzer or the, won the uh, Nobel. Nobel? Yeah, or or, we sure did. Uh, for uh,
2: physics, right?
1: How about Highway 61? I just have that in my head. Play that oh, for wow. the next one. Okay. Love that tune. Um,
2: and then play Johnny Winter's version of it.
1: Then, crazy. then go drive on it. Yes! Uh, one thing I was going to throw out, you know what I'm going One of my thing, we're, we're off tomorrow, so it's a four-day weekend for us for Memorial Day weekend, the unofficial oh, yeah. beginning of summer. Yeah. And in USA Today, they've got 10 titles to heat up your summer. They always have beach reads or whatever I do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of jive reason to talk about books. Right. I am going to attempt to not read crap over this weekend and focus all my reading attention and time on a, on a specific book, mm. which I haven't done in I don't know how long. I used to do it all the time. Since the smartphone has invaded my life, I spend too much time reading, and not all; oh, it's a waste of time, but articles, tweets, oh, just yeah. whatever, and yeah. I never read anything long form. A lot I'm gonna, of snacks, no meals. Yeah, I'm going to try to read a GD book. I don't know what it's going to be. Speaking of snacks and meals, more on the tiny food movement. Yes, we are just looking at some pictures of the tiny food. I was completely unaware of this.
2: They're very cute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's a quiz question for you, and I'll bet you get this right. And it's really tiny if you haven't seen it. So it's well, this is a this is a judgment on my part. It's kind of stupid. Ah! It's excessive.
1: It's cute. It's tinier than you said. Look what? at that Starbucks latte over there. That's tiny. Well, yes, it's tiny food. It's- Where do you even get avocados that small?
2: Those so are probably it's, are peas it's a, crafted to look like avocados.
1: Oh, Craft is the key word there. It's a craft. Look at that that breast, breakfast plate with the little sausages and stuff like that. The whole plate's like the size of their thumbnail, so that's really tiny. Look at the eensy-weensy sushi. So, all right, but we gotta post what that picture.
2: culture would produce something that obsessive
1: and a waste of time because they have nothing better to do? Well, I was about to say, as a guy with no free time with a couple of young kids headed into a four-day weekend in which all have no free time, I find it amusing. There are people with so much time they can come up with stuff like yeah, well, which is it's... fine. I'm not saying it's wrong or anything, but you have to have you have to be an affluent, safe society, and you're either you never had kids or your kids are, are moved away or something, and now you got time and money to do that.
2: Here's a hint: it's the same culture that brought us used panties and vending machines. That's right, Japan. Did they invent it? Mary White, an anthropology professor at Boston University who studies Japanese culture and cuisine, says that the tiny food embodies the Japanese obsession with kawaii or cuteness.
1: Dishes are typically presented against a backdrop of dollhouse furniture and accessories. Is it like bonsai trees? Similar, right? I guess in a way so it's it's just it's just it's a hobby it's something to relax with and meditate with it's you. something to instagram <laughs>
3: That's what It's it a is. hobby specifically Feed designed for social media
2: inspired by well they talk about how some people occasionally post videos others uh, have a uh, put out one a week miniature space to take one example has more than 1 million subscribers its most popular video, a strawberry shortcake made from a single berry, has been viewed more than 8.5 million times. Oh, my goodness. Holy crap. The videos are addictive. There's something at once mesmerizing and weirdly funny about a gigantic hand trying to chisel a tiny sliver of meat or smooth, whisker-thin coats of icing on a multi-layered cake cut from a single slice of bread. i got to
1: show this to my kids. They'll find it amusing.
2: You're going to turn them Japanese. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> Um, To White, the exacting attention required to say, move one grain of rice at a time, echoes the culture of otaku, a young predominantly male hobbyist who are consumed by interests like manga, video games, and anime.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just. I not, want the big food movement. I'm going to Instagram <laughs> out pictures of burritos the size of my head. Right. That I plan to eat this weekend. Yes. <laughs> this burrito is placed next to my quad for perspective. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When was the last time you
2: went out to eat? We already have the giant food movement. Yeah. Most of the helpings you get at restaurants are like, seriously, who, who else is this for? <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. I, I'm a big leftovers guy. Are you? Yeah, I'm fine with it. I think that. Yours <laughs> or
4: other people's.
2: <laughs> Uh, I've been known to eat other people's, Michael. As you know, when I worked at a Mexican restaurant, somebody sent back half a burrito. I'd saw off the uh, chewed on end and go to town. Oh, I, yeah.
1: I think that every uh, time that broke. I lift a giant burrito, I think, well, there's no way I'm going to or anyone ever should eat this entire thing. Right. So feel the weight of it. How could this go in my stomach? It's impossible. So I'll have this for the next three days to eat on. And then by the end of an hour, hey, it's where gone. To,
3: where to go? <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> what happened to that giant burrito? <laughs> Why do I feel like this? <laughs> Somebody come roll me over. <laughs> yeah. couple of quick notes.
2: Uh, people weighing in on our 24th rank in the uh, Talkers Magazine uh, heavy 100 of talk shows. We've got to be number one in terms of the mileage that we're getting out of this rank. Oh, well, know, no right?
1: doubt. No M-
2: doubt. Mika writes, a uh, little butthurt over number 24? Sure seems like it. Uh, you don't know us very well, do you? <laughs> <laughs> you do not know us very well. Um, uh, Kevin, your friendly neighborhood, uh, blah, 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 Fagafee Marine checking in. Um, The most important fact I learned from today's show was that Mellow Yellow is still being made, Mm. because that's the 24th most popular uh, soft drink, the soda Pop.
1: Is that a poor man's Mountain Dew, Mellow Yellow? Yeah, yeah. Kind of
2: a low-rent Mountain Dew. Yeah, I used to drink a lot of Mountain Dew in college. That couldn't have done me any good. Uh, What childhood memories from the 1970s are also lurking at number 24 in their categories? Are pop Rocks still around? Is real people still on the air? Pet rocks, whatever happened to them? Is disco the 24th most popular type of music? I believe that Sean and his cats should do an in-depth investigation of 1970s pop culture and report back. I feel like I should uh,
1: correct the record. I don't actually own cats. Anyway, we've a got app. a
2: couple more emails here. <laughs> did
1: you see any of those pictures, Marshall? The tiny food movement? Look at those little tiny donuts. Aren't those cute? What's the matter with you people? Oh. I thought I knew oh. I was among men. Look at that. That waffle's got like a tiny syrup yeah. dispenser. <laughs> oh, where did you cow? get that?
2: Yes, yeah. it's unusually small food I with it. unusually small utensils. <laughs> and these people yes, people I around, get it.
4: These people sit around crafting this stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God.
2: Yeah. And posting videos. Can oh, you believe right. that? Like, look, at, oh, look at the dumpling right. ladle. Huh? Oh, that's, that's adorable. What is it, extra big? No, it's small like everything else. <laughs> but I bet what is price, it with you people? I bet the cost
4: of buying one of those as little small spoons is extra large. Oh,
2: that's fascinating yeah. to me. Tell me more. Yeah, right. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, uh, let's see. What else do we have that's short? Uh oh, really nice note. I want to, you know, Phil in Moses Lake, Washington wrote us a real nice note. I think we're off the air there now, uh, this hour, but uh, it's too bad because it's a beautiful note. Um, helping him through a tough time, physical pain, et cetera. Uh, he's talked about how uh, he's abandoned a lot of the, the big conservative talk shows and really enjoying our show. He says, um, I find your acceptance, perhaps even embrace of human frailty, pragmatic perspective, and relatable experiences refreshing.
1: That's what I'm always thinking. Thank you,
2: <laughs> Phil. It's very kind of you to say, and and we certainly wish you well in your struggles. And and he's he's pissed off at all the uh, opioid addicts and uh, how they've made it so hard for people with legitimate medical conditions uh, conditions to get the pain management they need. Really, and we're with you, brother. It's it's damned unfortunate. <laughs> hmm. I should have told you the story of me, Judy, Declan, and Delaney all went to the pharmacy to buy the uh, pseudoephedrine decongestant stuff all at once. And I went up to the pharmacist. I said, listen, we're not cooking meth. We just need a lot of this
1: stuff. <laughs> exactly <laughs> what a meth cooker would say. Right. <laughs> What's coming up in your news,
4: Marshall? Well, Trump offering the carrot and the stick to North Korea. The feds are warning about sunscreen pills and the dangers within. And we got another major Hollywood icon accused of sexual harassment. Oh, really? Coming up.
1: Oh, look at those tiny French fries, said an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're <laughs> listening to the arms strong and getting good the other problem with trying to read a book is every time i get a serious nonfiction book i think god the world is strong it's depressing enough every day yeah. Do i want to read about world war ii or I thought you were going to say all the words. The problem with reading a book is all the words. (laughs) All the damned words. Pages and pages of pages. I want to look at pictures of tiny food. I don't need all these words. (laughs) Oh, my. Let's get the news now with Phillips. Well,
4: President Trump is making his first public statement since canceling the planned summit with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un, citing the North's tremendous anger and open hostility in the country's recent statements. Trump calling it, though, a tremendous setback for North Korea and the world, and the president going on to say the American military and our allies are ready to respond
0: should the North react badly. Spoken to South Korea and Japan, and they are not only ready should foolish or reckless acts be taken by North Korea, but they are willing to shoulder much of the cost of any financial burden Any of the costs associated by the United States in operations if such an unfortunate situation is forced upon us. Wow.
1: We're in a different place right now than we were a couple hours ago. Holy crap. Yep. They're willing to pay for some of our bullets and missiles. So keep that in mind.
4: Trump going on to add the summit could still happen, but it is now totally up to the North Korean leader.
0: If and when Kim Jong-un chooses to engage in constructive dialogue and actions, I am waiting.
4: Until that time, though, Trump says maximum pressure campaigns will continue against the North. And that's pretty much where we stand at this point.
1: I'll bet Trump tweets something at some point over the top during this Memorial Day weekend.
2: Yeah, I've been flipping around some of the newspapers and the editorial uh, editorial writers are whipping up their anti-Trump readers with, you know, pronouncements that this is a disaster and it never should have blah blah. You don't know. You don't know and where we were was completely untenable and all the efforts of the past by your heroes uh, were were f- well, the efforts weren't fraudulent but the results were. So, you know, quit with that stuff. We'll have to see.
4: Turning the page, the NFL owners have approved a new policy requiring players that are on the field to stand during the national anthem. However, they will have the option of going ahead and staying in the locker room while the anthem is played before they come out on the field. Teams would be fined for violations, not the players, but then the teams could set their own punishment policies for those players.
2: Yeah, this has changed nothing, in my opinion.
4: Yep, the owner of the San Francisco 49ers, Jed York, says he abstained from the votes, not wild about the policy, saying instead during games...
2: We'll shut down concession sales uh, during that period of time, during the anthem. Like I, I don't think it's appropriate for us to profit during that period of time. Like If we want it to be sacrosanct, if we want to honor the flag, we're going to make sure that we go through a litany of things to make sure that... that we're not going to force people to stand in, in their seats, but we are certainly going to make sure that we are not profiting during that you know, two to three minutes of time during the game. That is a passive-aggressive counter-blow you think from a guy who abstained on the vote and, and lives in a super-progressive, or has a team in a super-progressive market. Um, that's an interesting dodge. I'm not quite sure what he's thinking about. Um, The ACLU, of course, is up in arms Because there are liberals involved The ACLU, a once valuable organization Has now gone completely one-sided politically But They're saying telling peaceful protesters to leave And do it behind closed doors is dangerous and un-American Talking about staying in the locker room or tunnel Um, Blah, blah, blah Except What you always leave out What everybody always leaves out of these discussions Is at work While you're working I can't hold some sort of demonstration in the middle of my workday and expect no repercussions from my employer, particularly if it's demonstrably hurting business. This is not
1: realistic. It's silly. Isn't there some legal argument, though, that uh, the the popularity of the NFL makes it transcend a normal workplace into something that is public discourse or something?
2: Well, that was a uh, vaguely worded but intriguing proposition. Um... I don't know. I'd have to think about that. I would point out that the players can do interviews and say what they want, when they want. They can do anything in their free time. They can march down the street. They can petition the government for the redress of grievances, etc. I just don't know. The idea that you have to allow them to do that at work during their work day is pretty questionable.
4: Now it is coming out that 80-year-old actor Morgan Freeman is reportedly being accused
1: of sexual harassment. You know, I'm... I shouldn't say I'm happy to hear that, because that means there are some victims out there, but I don't like him, so anything bad that happens to him gives me joy. Hmm. He's a bad person, as we've learned over the years. CNN
4: reporting eight women have come forward about Freeman's inappropriate behavior while they were working on his movies. Okay.
2: Groping, Miss Daisy, huh?
4: A uh, former production assistant tells the network Freeman reportedly asked her to lift up her skirt and made comments about her figure in 2015 during the filming of Going In The Style. But he said it like
2: this. That's Very right. Very
1: low, slow-talking, charming, Would you
2: lift up your skirt for me? <laughs> yeah.
1: Hmm.
4: In the NBA playoffs, you got the Quit Warriors. Doing that. Warriors, Rockets tonight, Game Five. Rockets have a chance to take their first lead in the Western Conference Finals when they host the Warriors. That'll oh, get oh
1: boy tonight. So it's two two, and they're in Houston. Yeah, and then they come back to Golden State. Yep. Okay. How how on edge will Warrior Nation be if they're down three two? I would be quite on edge if I followed sports, because <laughs> um, I think that'd be a bad position to be in.
4: And in the NHL, the Washington Capitals will be playing the Vegas Golden Knights in the Stanley Cup Finals' first game on Monday after the Capitals took their Eastern Conference series, taking the Tampa Bay Lightning.
2: Viva Las Vegas! The Capitals are going to T-Mobile Arena Monday night! Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final! This improbable run, this magical spring, lives on into the month of June. Unbelievable.
1: <laughs> I need a hat. What, what's their logo look like? They got cool-looking hats? The, the Golden yeah. Knights? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah, it's yeah. a Maloufone team. Uh, Are you comfortable I... with that? That's fine. They're, they're, they're... That's Okay. We only,
2: we only own part of the team. A very small part. So we're bet- in charge of making sure uh, the ice is cold enough. And it melted once, but we learned from it.
3: My favorite note from the, the game last night, there were
1: two guys towards the end of the game. Uh, they got into a fight as, as you know, it happens in yeah. hockey. So they get put in the penalty box both two minutes at the same time. They both come out at the same time, just immediately start fighting again. Ah, That's two <laughs> people who hate each other. I'm hey finished, business.
4: That's your news. <laughs> I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the
1: nation. Squeeze the bird. Getting a surprising number of texts from people who are into the tiny food food movement. Oh, Oh my. (laughs) Apparently, don't have a perspective Uh. on the tiny amount of time you get on this planet. But uh, (laughs) it's up to you. I do things you think would be a waste of time. Uh, we'll do. Good thing the show's almost over. That's my only <laughs> thought. The Peter out. We we forgot to do clips of the week again because this is our last day of the week. Holy crappings! Let's let's put that in coming up on the Armstrong and Getty show.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
2: The conscience of the nation. of the nation.
0: The Armstrong
2: and Getty Show. It's
1: the end of our pre-summer shows. As summer starts on Memorial Day weekend, we're taking tomorrow off, so we're off tomorrow and Monday. When we come back, we'll have these stories. 80s babies are officially the brokest generation. Wow. Federal Reserve study concludes. So we'll have to talk about that. That's kind of interesting. Hey, Um, I'm one of those. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Poor as a church mouse. Other things we'll get into. Final thoughts in a moment or two. But now, uh, uh, behind schedule because of the crazy breaking Korean news, we need to take a fond look back at the shortened week that was. It's cow clips of the week. Is Draymond Green as annoying in person as he is is on on
3: television? Annoying who? You should go talk to him downstairs.
1: (laughs) While the least fit city in the country was once again man boobs, Louisiana.
2: Throws it down to James, catches in traffic and backs it home. What a pass! And what a catch!
1: At some point, we will get on a train. That train ride will last about 11 hours. Then there will be a bus ride that will last for four hours. And finally, a one hour hike to the actual site itself where we will witness its demolition.
2: Ah! Oh, If one support animal isn't doing the trick, the problem isn't the number of animals. Hingle McCringleberry, Penn State University. X-Miss Jackson Flaxen Waxen, California University of Pennsylvania.
1: Got a couple of texts on the tiny food movement. You get to the pearly gates and God says, I gave you the gift of life and you spent your time crafting tiny bacon. Also, this <laughs> tiny food will yield a tiny movement, then you'll need some tiny toilet paper. <laughs> oh, wow. Probably true. Wow, we're better than that. We, are we? Now. I are think we, we are. Are we? We should be are, if we're not. <laughs> this is good. a funny story of Mayor de Blasio of New York City, which it's getting attention because it's New York City, but these memos came out. So he, uh, his people had him go to the Red, so- uh, Red Sox-Mets game. And uh, he was going to be a politician there, and they put him in the cheap seats so he could be a man of the people and all that nice. sort of stuff. And I'm sure it went well. Oh, yeah, and there's back and forths explaining how this will show him to be a working class guy. And it's it's the sort of stuff I always liked with Hillary, where they'd have her speech and it'd say, look sincere here, laugh here, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> right.
4: I just love Indiana. But, oh,
1: but somehow boy. they had him at the game meeting with the Red Sox for batting practice, then ran out of time to meet with any of the Mets, and he got killed for that. <laughs> in his own town, and then this leaked out of him blasting his his handlers for that. So here's another example of why I don't get to let go of enough details, even though I'd really like to. Not one of you put two and two together that I need to visit with either the Mets only or the Mets and the Red Sox, but you didn't allow enough time. (laughs) Wow. Wow! That's so what he's complaining about here. Way to whip your
2: people in public. Here's
1: why I have to take care of all the details and can't let them go, because you brainiacs couldn't figure this out. Wow. That's awesome over something as dumb and inconsequential as that. Yeah, no kidding. Hilarious. No kidding. Is
2: is the outrage over him visiting the Red Sox
1: and not the Mets at all real? Well, I'm sure there were comments about it, or he, he claimed it. But, but you know, it, you'd, you'd weather that storm. I'm sure Vinny from Brooklyn called in and right, let everybody exactly. know how offended he was on, sure. you know, sports talk. God, <laughs> fake offense
2: just tires me out now. Well,
1: how about politicians? That is a, one of the reasons Trump won. He doesn't worry about that crap. He does not spend a lot of time on that sort of thing. Trying to look like a man of the people. Right. In in the cheap seats. But make sure I meet with the Mets and the Red Sox, so people don't think I'm a Red Sox fan. Because
2: then, whatever, what, what, yeah, whatever. That's yeah, hilarious. The mayor of New York. All right, fine.
1: So, can uh, you get a tiny bourbon, a tiny glass of wine? Can you do that? I have to order a lot of them. Can you bring me forty of these?
2: <laughs> uh, so, uh, how much time do we have, Michael? Before we do the thing, uh, one minute.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, all right. Uh, uh. Memorial Day weekend, four-day weekend, what's your plan? Uh, that was going to be my final thought, but uh, okay. uh,
2: Little D is, uh, after an incredibly short visit, it seemed like it was going to be longer than this. She's flying back to the East Coast tomorrow. So, uh, tell you what, as the good book said, this too shall pass. Whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, it will not last.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And. hmm um, which is comforting at times, but yeah, so she's off again, my it's, little one.
1: It's very comforting during bad times. It's not comforting when things are good.
2: Yeah. This will end. Yep. Yep. So we'll uh, lick our wounds, I guess, my wife and I, our emotional wounds. and uh...
1: Get into the no, TFM. No, 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 T-F-M. no. TFM. do it. What you need is a hobby, sir. Exactly! I have a couple of them. Remember last week we were talking about the importance of hobbies? This is yours. No, no, it's not. I'll take normal-sized
2: food, please. I will ingest it, I will digest it, and then I will poo it. That is going to be my relationship with food from here on out. Sorry to be so graphic, folks, but it's time for Tough Talk. Alexa, play Final Thoughts
1: by Armstrong and Getty.
0: Okay, here's some idiotic musings by a pair of half-wits and their merry band of simpletons.
1: Anyway, here's your host, Joe Getty. Oh, that's so good. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Hey, Positive Sean, lead us off, would you? Yeah, I'm looking to start a national movie. we got to get this four days on, four days off, four days <laughs> on again. That there, should there. be the new thing. we got to change it to an eight-day work week, <laughs> half of which is weekend. <laughs> I uh,
2: am in favor of that. <laughs> Michelangelo, your final thought. All right. On June 12th, instead of seeing the Trump Kim Jong-un Summit live in prime time we're going to be treated to the
4: Martin O'Malley What Went Wrong documentary on MSNBC Mm. (laughs) sad oh boy Martin
2: O'Malley uh Marshall Phillips your final thought I gotta tell you I'm looking
4: forward to the four day weekend of weed pulling board carrying another fueled by the grape exercising four days of it
1: that's right because your plan is by the end of June to do ten push-ups in a row indeed you're carrying around a piece of plywood yes as a training method yes
2: yeah, all right. I it's Very rocky off, four. Yes. Side to side. Strengthening his
1: core. Yes. Sure. Jack, do you have a final thought for us? I think the most important news story we had today, and let's not forget it, is that Alexa recorded a conversation oh, yeah. that nobody yeah. knew was happening in their house, recorded a secret conversation, then just sent it to somebody on your contacts list, yeah. somebody in your phone Not uh, good. That actually happened, which means it can happen, which means it can happen to you.
2: My final thought is there's a war going on, and it's a good thing. It's a fair war to fly to Europe. You cannot fly to Dallas and back hardly for what a, f- a friend of mine and his wife flew to London for. There are a bunch of airlines that are trying to get established, and so they're dropping fares down to ridiculous levels. You don't have to be a rich guy to, to go to Europe right now, so Why check out. Why aren't you
1: going to Milan then or something this weekend? I don't know. It's you got the free time? Uh, mm. There's plenty of time. To go to Milan? Sure. What's there? I don't know.
2: Melania? Melania. <laughs> And, and, and what should I do when in Milan? I don't know. <laughs> Something. Something European. What the Milanians as? The wear the Milanians banana do.
1: hammock and get some sun. <laughs> yes. Now, wait a
2: minute. Now you got my attention.
1: Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour Very work The Big
2: hairy belly and a thong. Oh, yeah. So many people who thank so little time. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, go to com. We've got all the links we talked about posted there. Our contact infos are. If you see something over the long weekend we ought to be talking about, send it along. You all do a great job at that.
1: I might get the kids going. We might try to make some tiny food. I think they would think that was really fun. i bet they would. Yeah, That Take sounds like some a fun thing to do as a family. Perhaps tweet them out. Follow them on the Twitter. If you're a small, small child, yes. It's a good way to spend your time. <laughs> <laughs> we will see you on Tuesday. Have a good Memorial Day weekend. God bless America.
3: Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Landing, Miss Donna Mills.
0: Oh, she was a sport. We've
3: had lots and lots and lots
0: and lots and lots of fun. now the time has come to go. If this still comes was found dead in his bed tomorrow. I'd be in heaven still doing this show.
2: Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.